great great people Allah Allah Taala turned their lives on this particular night Fuzay bin Ayaz rahmatullahi abandoned a thief he used to steal from people but when Allah Taala pulled him Allah Taala made him his beloved then today we are sitting in the masjid and we saying Fuzay bin Ayaz rahmatullahi Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi it is mentioned in the hadith of Nabi sallallahu nafaha there are certain moments of Allah Taala these moments of Allah Taala the mercy just comes down Allah Taala's Rahmat, Allah Ta'ala's mercy just showers upon the makhluk. We just have to now click with that time when this Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala is descending. That's why Nabi Islam says, These moments of Allah Ta'ala search for them. This is many a time on the day of Jumu'ah, just before the time of sunset. Normally we are negligent at this time. This is the time when Allah Ta'ala is accepting du'as. A person, his du'a gets accepted at that time. His matters for life is sorted out. On this particular night, a person, his du'a gets accepted. His matters for his entire life are sorted out. The night of Laylatul Qadr, a person gets this night and he makes du'a to Allah Taala. His matters for his entire life is sorted out. So the real Islam says there are certain moments where Allah Taala's rahmat comes on. Search for these moments of Allah Taala, your life will change. Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi, it is mentioned, great king of bulk, very very great king. And one night he is sleeping in his palace. Whilst he is sleeping in his palace, he hears some footsteps on the roof. So Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi, from the palace now he calls out and he asks that who is it that is on the roof. So see how Allah Taala wanted to pull Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi. So the person said that I'm looking for my camel. So Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi told him, he says, where are you looking for the camel on the roof? Go and look somewhere in the desert, go and look somewhere in the jungle, you will find your camel. Your camel you cannot find here on the roof. So that person said, you want Allah Taala, and everyone that is here that is sitting, we all want Allah Taala. We all desire to be the beloved of Allah. We want our children to be the beloved of Allah. Every person has this desire. So he said, you also want Allah Taala. You want to sit in this palace, in this comfort of yours, in this enjoyment of yours, and you think you're going to find Allah Taala. So Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi made a very very great sacrifice. We're not at that level. We shouldn't even go to that extent. So Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi woke up in the morning. He called his family. He gave up the entire kingdom. When he gave up the entire kingdom, what did he take with him? With him, Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi, he took one pillow with him. He took one cup with him. He took one string with him. And he took one bucket with him. Four things Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi took. As Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi proceeded, he came to a place where there was a river that was flowing. So one person he was thirsty. So he's putting his hand into the water and he, with his hand he is scooping out the water and he's drinking the water. So he said, Ya Allah, look at this. I don't even need the cup. So he gave the cup away in sadaqah. So here again I'm mentioning that we are not at that level. We shouldn't even think of going to that level. But look when a person is prepared to give his life for Allah, then what doesn't Allah Taala also give that person? So he gave that cup away. Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi, he went a little further. He saw one poor person, he's sleeping, and he's got a brick as his pillow. Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi says, look at this person, he's sleeping on the ground, the brick is his pillow. So he took the pillow and he gave that away in sadaqah. And then he went a little further, he came to a well. It is mentioned he lay down by that well. When he was sitting by the well, lying down by the well, it is some buck had come to the well. Now the water is right in the bottom of the well and the buck cannot get to the bottom of the well. So the buck just looked up one time. And when the buck looked up one time, it mentioned all the water that was in the bottom of the well, all that water now came up. So all the buck came and they drank water. After drinking water, the buck went away. So the water was still on the top. 
Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi now came to the well. Now he wants to drink water. When he came there, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala let all the water go back to the bottom. So he made dua, he cried to Allah, that Ya Allah, when your animals, when the buck came, you've given them such position that you brought the water up for the buck. But when your servant Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi came, that water that was already on the top, Wallah, you let that water go down. Allah Ta'ala inspired Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi that, Oh Ibrahim, the buck don't have that one rope and that one bucket still left. That is why we brought the water up for them. You still have that one bucket and that one rope. You don't, your, your, your trust in Allah Taala is not yet complete. When it is complete in Allah Taala, we will bring it up. So Ibrahim bin Adam Rahmatullah then went away to the jungle. And it is mentioned when he went into the jungle, then biryani came for Ibrahim bin Adam Rahmatullah, Allah Ta'ala sent from Jannah. And we can imagine when the ladies in the house, when they prepare biryani here, how doesn't that fragrance affect us? And how doesn't the mouth of a person water when, uh, when he smells that biryani? So there was one Buzruk that was staying in the jungle. So he came and he complained to Allah Ta'ala. He said, Ya Allah, so many years that I'm in the jungle, I get two rotis every day. This man came today in the jungle and he is getting biryani. So Allah Ta'ala informs this buzruk, this buzruk, this pious person, that if you're not happy with my decision, take your sickle and grass that you used to cut, whatever you used to do in the jungle, you take all that and you go from here. And he says that this man, he had given up his kingdom and he came here to live as a pauper, as a beggar here in the jungle. Just as a person makes qurbani, he sacrifices, Allah's kindness shows on that person. If a person just turns to Allah Taala, where won't a person reach? It is mentioned there after Ibrahim bin Adam, he stayed in the jungle. One day he's sitting in the jungle and he's sewing his clothes. So one of his ministers, that knew Ibrahim bin Adam, he was the minister, he passed by. So the thought just struck him. He said, oh, what a foolish man. Allah Ta'ala gave you so much of dunya that you had the jungle, you had all the ministers, you had the palace, you had all the ministers at your feet. Everything was, was available for you. You gave all that up. You came here today, you are sewing your own clothing also. So it is mentioned Allah Ta'ala inspired Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi. That is why when we go in the company of pious people, even be careful of our thoughts. A person, one thought just comes to him, Allah Ta'ala inspires them. They know exactly what this person is thinking also. So, so Allah Ta'ala inspired Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi. So the needle that was in the hand of Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi, he took that needle and he threw it in that river. There was a little river, a little lake in front of him. So he threw it in the lake. He mentioned that after throwing this one needle into the river, he addresses the fish and he tells the fish that bring my river, bring my needle back to me. Rumi rahmatullahi mentioned a hundred thousand fish came up with golden needles for Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi. He said, I don't want your golden needles. My one needle that I have thrown in, bring that needle back to me. One fish comes up and it returns the needle of Ibrahim bin Adam rahmatullahi. When the minister saw that, what did he say? He says, really, that was no kingdom. This is really the kingdom where even the makhluk of Allah Taala under you. Even in today's time, it is not something that is far-fetched. Give our lives for Allah Taala and see how dunya will also fall at our feet. All these problems that we're experiencing in the world, all this looting and whatever it is happening in the world, it is because of our actions. If we only make a little change, everything in the world will be sorted out. And Mawlana Mufti Taqi Sahib he beautifully explained it. He says that in Pakistan, many people say that Pakistan, uh, Islam Zindabad, Islam Zindabad, that Islam must come alive in the world. Mufti Taqi Sahib says, he says that your body is one country. And he says in this one country of yours, this body that you have, you have the province of the eyes. 
You have the province of the ears. You have the province of the tongue. You have the province of the hands. You have the province of the feet. And you are the only president of this particular country. There's, you got no opposition also. He says, every person, just for ourselves, don't worry about the next man. Every person for myself. Let me bring Islam in my eyes. Let me bring Islam in my ears, in my tongue, in my hands, in my feet. And if every person changes, the whole world will change automatically. Now you don't have to say that Islam is in Islam must come alive. Automatically Islam will spread throughout the four corners of the world. So on the, these are these moments Allah Taala has given us. So Nabi mentioned Fakumu Laylaha that this night stand up, spend it in the ibadat of Allah, make dua to Allah Taala, and Wasumu Nahara. And tomorrow, the fifteenth of Shaban, it is Mustahab that a person should try and fast on this day. And then Nabi mentioned Fa Inna Allah Taala Yanzilu Fiha. Allah Taala comes down in this night, Lihurubi Shams, at the time of sunset. When it is the time of Maghrib, already Allah Taala has descended to the first heaven. Meaning Allah Ta'ala is extremely close to us. And then Allah Ta'ala announces, Is there anyone that seeks forgiveness that I can forgive him? Is there anyone that wants risk? Anyone wants sustenance? I will give him sustenance. Is there anyone in any difficulty? Is there anyone in any problem? I will take him out of that problem. This is the night to ask from Allah Ta'ala. And these announcements of Allah Ta'ala made hatta yatlu al-fajr, right up to the time when Sahri ends. When the time Sahri ends, these announcements now come to an end. In another hadith, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned, on this night, Allah Ta'ala looks at his entire makhluk, the entire creation. Allah Ta'ala looks at them. The entire creation of Allah is forgiven on this night. Except for two people have been mentioned in this hadith. There are many others also. But in this particular hadith, Nabi Islam said, two people are deprived of the rahmat of Allah. When the rahmat of Allah is pouring, one is a person that's a mushrik, that ascribes partisan to Allah. And the second person, mushahin, a person that harbors malice, ill feelings, hatred for another Muslim brother, that he wants to see some harm come to his Muslim brother, he mustn't come up in life, or some difficulty he must face, that person will not be forgiven on this night. So this is a night a person needs to clean his heart, he needs to purify his heart, to enjoy of that rahmat and that mercy of Allah Taala. It is on this night, Nabi Alayhi mentioned, that it is on this night, that the amal of the servants are taken up to Allah Taala. That is why Nabi Alayhi mentioned, I don't like that my amal must be taken to Allah Taala, except that I am fasting. In that condition, my amal must be taken to Allah. And it is in this night that the risk and the sustenance of the servants of Allah Taala come down. Meaning, whatever risk we are to get for the coming year, it is all determined on this night. The petrol price, it is determined on this night. The dollar price, it is determined on this night. Everything is fixed. Everything is determined on this particular night. To the extent that is mentioned in another hadith, the lifespan of people, this is also decided from one Shaban to the next Shaban. Whoever is to pass away in the coming year, this register is given over to the Malaika on this particular night. Nabi Alayhi mentioned that a man, that he makes nikah on this night, and a person, he makes nikah, and he has children also. And Nabi Alayhi said, his 
name has been written already from amongst those people that are to pass away. That he just got married, newly married, and many times we hear this. One little accident and we find that husband and wife are gone. Or sometimes the husband is gone, sometimes the wife is gone. That it is already written that you're going to make nikah, but very soon you are going to leave the world. So our life is very, very short. A person does not know how long he's going to live. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, when he used to make one salam, he says, I don't know if I'm going to make the next salam also. And so short, just to make from assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Perhaps it's the shortest point of namaz. But Nabi alayhi salam says, I don't know if I'll make the next salam or not. When Nabi alayhi salam used to come out of the bathroom, and now he has to make wudu, Nabi alayhi salam used to make tayammum. Sahaba asked Nabi salam, ya Rasulullah, that there is water available. How is it that you are making tayammum? Nabi alayhi salam said, I don't know if I'll get to the water or I won't be able to get to the water. So this is a night Allah Taala has given us. This is a night of tawbah and repentance to Allah Taala. We find a little child, when the child is growing up, how happy the child is playing around. What problem has the child got? The child has got no problem. And when the child grows up, becomes a young boy, he becomes valid. And that child also, he obeys Allah Taala after becoming valid. You find that he has no problem in his life. But as that, that young boy now, he grows up, and the more he engages now, perhaps in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, then that happiness that he had, that happiness then disappears. And Allah Ta'ala knew that now they're going to become parishan, they're going to go through difficulty. So Allah Ta'ala has given us nice status. Then just turn to Allah Ta'ala. Today, how many people in the world are suffering from depression? And where they're looking for the solution? By counselors. They're going, going to psychologists, they're going to psychiatrists. Whereas that is not where the solution lies. The solution lies in going back to Allah Ta'ala. A person can have the best home, the best of cars, everything of the best. But the happiness doesn't lie over there. Na dunya se, na dolat se, na gar abad karne se. Neither through the dunya and not from the wealth of this dunya and not by having beautiful homes and beautiful palaces that you will get happiness. Where does happiness come? Tasalli hoti hai khuda ko yaad karne se. If a person wants happiness, just remember Allah Taala. Turn to Allah Taala and you will get that happiness. There was one particular person. He was poor person. He was living in the shack. So he owned one gold coin. So the gold coin got lost one day. Now in his shack he had no light, but the gold coin was lost. So what he did, he went out and under the street light, now he's looking for his gold coin. So one friend was passing by. So the friend told him that, what's wrong? What's the matter? What are you looking for? So he said, the only asset that I had was a gold coin. So he said that, this, so I'm looking for the gold coin. So the friend also felt pretty for him. Now the friend started looking for the gold coin, but they didn't find the gold coin. So after some time, the friend asked him, he said, see, you lost the gold coin. Where did you lose the gold coin? So he said, I lost it in my shack. So he said, but if you lost it there, why are you looking for it here? He says, there's no lights there. There's lights over here. So he can look here till the cows go home. He's not going to find his gold coin. But just go back to your shack. Just move your hand a little bit. And you'll see, you'll be able to find that gold coin. This is our position today. That today we have broken the command of Allah Taala, And now all the happiness has gone from our life. There's so much of depression, so much of problems in our homes, problems in our business. Every way there is problems. But we are looking for the solution in the wrong place. Just come back to Allah Taala. Just make toba to Allah Taala, And all that happiness that you lost, you'll get it back. Just like that man, you'll find his gold coin in the shack. Exactly. Exactly the same way, turn to Allah and we'll find happiness. Hazrat Muhammad used to give an example. He says, why does Allah Taala give us this night? He gave one beautiful example of this. He says that a person who wants to paint his home. So he says when he wants to paint his home, he buys the best paint on the market, the Dulux paint or Plascon paint, whatever it might be. The best paint in the market, he buys to paint his home. 
But he doesn't just take the paint and he starts painting it. Why? He's going to make a whole mess up of the place. So what does he do? If he gets a good painter, he will now first scrape it down. He will sand it down. When the surface is prepared, when it is now ready, what does he do? Now that good painter, he applies the paint. And if he's a master painter, how beautiful the home will look when it is completed. He says exactly the same way. Allah Taala gave us this night that you cleanse yourself also. You purify yourself also. You're now going to enter into the Mubarak month of Ramadan. This is a very, very blessed month, but you need to cleanse yourself. So this night is to scrape ourselves, cleanse ourselves for all, from all our gunas, from all our sins. Now when a person has cleansed himself and he enters into the Mubarak month of Ramadan, what will happen? All the barakat of Ramadan, all the blessings of Ramadan, now a person will enjoy it. Why? He has cleansed himself and now he has entered into the Mubarak month of Ramadan. It is mentioned in the hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam that on one occasion Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam recited these verses of the Quran. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu tawbu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. O people of Iman, sincerely make tawbah to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This was recited in the Maghrib Salah. Sahaba were standing behind Nabi alayhi salam and among the Sahaba, there are senior Sahaba like Hazrat Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala. Abu Zar was such a senior Sahabi of Nabi alayhi salam that on one occasion Nabi alayhi salam is talking to Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam and Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala passes by. Jibreel alayhi salam asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam, Hada Abu Dhar qad akbar? Is this Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala that has come? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is shocked. How do you know Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala? So he asked him, Awa ta'arifuna, do you know Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala? Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam said, Huwa ashharu indana minhu indakum. We know him more, he is more famous by us in the heavens than what he is by you on the earth. So Nabi al-Islam is amazed. He said, Bima al-Fadila. How did Abu Dhar reach here? Nabi al-Islam mentioned two things. One, he has a lot of humbleness. He regards himself as nothing. And secondly, he reads a lot of Surah Al-Ikhlas. So Abu Dhar such a senior Sahabi, he's behind Nabi al-Islam. When Nabi al-Islam recites his verse, Sahaba start crying. The tears just start rolling down Sahaba. And it is mentioned that that eye that cries out of the fear of Allah, one tear has to come out. That eye becomes haram upon Jahannam. It is mentioned that two tears, or two, two eyes are haram upon the fire of Jahannam. One is when the tear comes out because of the fear of Allah, that eye becomes haram for Jahannam. And the second, that eye that stays awake at night, guarding the borders of the country, of the Islamic country, that eye has become haram upon the fire of Jahannam. Today we don't have the Islamic country here, we don't have the Islamic borders here, but whenever the ijtima takes place, here we have an opportunity that be security at night, this fazilat and this virtue we will attain there as well. So it is mentioned Sahaba started crying. And when Sahaba used to cry, they used to rub the tears on their face also. They used to rub the tears on their hands also, on their body. So all this will not enter into the fire of Jahannam. Mulan Talmi Rahmatullah gave an example of this. Hazrat Talmi Rahmatullah says that there was one young, young child, his father had passed away, but he was a very, very wealthy person. So the executors of the estate, they found that there's an opportunity. We can perhaps now usurp all the wealth because he was a young boy, he was a little child. So the ministers of this deceased person, the ministers were the friends of this deceased person. So the minister said, no, we enjoy with this man. So we need to protect his assets. So it was the time of the king Alamgir at that time. So they said, let's take this boy, let us take him to Alamgir. And we need to now take possession of the assets of this young boy. So they took the boy to Alamgir. So as they were taking him to Alamgir, they wanted the boy also to have some control over it. So they told him, if the king asks you this question, you must say this. And if the king asks you this question, you must say this. And if the king asks this, then you must say this. So the boy listened to them, he listened to all the answers. When they came close to the, to the, to the palace of Alamgir, so the boy asked the ministers a question. 
What did the Azam? He said, see, tell me that what if the king doesn't ask me all these questions that you put forward? And the king asked me another question altogether. So they said, this is an intelligent boy. He will answer for himself. So when they went into the palace, the king was what we will call him in his swimming pool. He was swimming at that time. So the young boy went to shake hand with the king. So the king <laughs> grabbed his hand. And the king then told him, I'm going to drown you. So this boy started laughing. So the king said, this is a foolish boy. This, this boy, where can he even take care of his own assets or anything? He is a foolish boy. So the boy asked the king, he said that, oh, king, ask me also why I'm laughing. So the king asked him, why are you laughing? What is the reason for you to laugh? So the young boy said, he said, when my finger is in the hand of the king, can any harm ever come to me? No harm in the world can come to me. I'm in the control of the king. So I will be totally protected. So from here, Mulatami Rahmatullahi, he draws an analogy. And Mulatami Rahmatullahi says, when that young boy had so much of confidence in the king, that my finger is in the hands of the king, I will be protected. Imagine that if Allah protects the eye and Allah protects the face from the fire of Jahannam, do you think the rest of the body will go into Jahannam when the face is protected? The rest of the body also will be protected from the fire of Jahannam. So just to shed a few tears on this night, this will be, become the means of our salvation tomorrow day of Qiyamah. And many people say the heart is very, very hard. It is very difficult for us to cry. Allah is prepared to accept spaza also. The hadith says, If you can't cry, just make the face of a crying person. And that too also is accepted in the court of Allah. That also holds weight in the court of Allah. Monatami Rahmatullah has given another incident. He says that there was one Buzruk, he was a poor person. But he spent his entire life in the ibadah of Allah. So how he used to live, he used to take loans from people. People used to come, they used to give the Buzruk money. And the Buzruk used to spend from there. Now it was the time of death. The Buzruk was on the verge of passing away. So when he was on the verge of passing away, all the, all the creditors heard, this man is on his way out. So they all came, they lined up. They said, we want our money. But the king, but the Buzruk doesn't have any money. So just then, while they're all waiting for their money, one young boy, his mother sent him with mitai. Go and sell some mitai. So the young boy, he went around and started selling mitai. So the Buzruk heard of this young boy, he's selling his mitai outside. So he said, call him here. So they called him. He said, that feed all these people mitai. All these people sitting in the queue, give them all mitai. So the young boy, he gave them the mitai. Now he wants his money for his mitai. But this Buzruk got no money. So he told him, you also now join the queue. So when he joined the queue now, he couldn't wait for very long. So he started crying. That my mother wants the money. I want the money. I want to go. When he started crying, immediately one man came on horseback. And he came with exact money for everyone that was seated there. The money was given to that Buzruk. He handed over the money to each person. And the money was over. Somebody asked the Buzruk after that. He said, that, tell us, what is all this about? That you took the mitai from the boy. You made him sit there. He started crying. And when he cried, then the money came. And then you distributed the money to everyone. And your work was done. He said, yes, sab he says, everyone over here was asking, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. There was nobody that was crying before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When this young boy cried, when this child cried, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmat descended. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmat descended, now everyone's work was done. Quran also says, That laugh little, today we the opposite way around. Where there's entertainment, somebody makes us laugh, we enjoy that person's company. So Quran says, laugh little, katira, and cry a lot. When a person cries, the heart also becomes soft. A little child troubles the mother. Mother will give the child a little bit hiding also. But that same child now cries before the mother. See how the mother's heart is going to melt. The father gets angry with his son. He'll kick him out of the house. Don't come back to my house ever again. But let the child, that boy, that youngster now come back. 
ask for forgiveness from the father, cry before the father, what happens to that father's heart? Father will bring him back into the house and give him hadiyah on top of that also. So imagine Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So Sahaba used to cry. So it is mentioned Sahaba cried in the Maghrib Salah. Hazrat Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala, the thought came to his mind. He said that today I'm going to come in the masjid. In Masjid al-Nabawi, in the late hours of the night, when everyone in Madinah al-Munawwara will be sleeping, I'll come alone to Masjid al-Nabawi. And I will cry to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. I will make tawbah to Allah. See, the moment they heard the verses of tawbah, it was sufficient for Sahaba to go and cry before Allah. He said, I will come and make tawbah today in Masjid al-Nabawi. That was the time when in Masjid al-Nabawi there was no light. The time that the lantern was lit in Masjid al-Nabawi throughout the night was the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu Allah ta'ala granted jazar khair. That in his time, he ensured that the lantern is lit throughout the night in Masjid al-Nabawi. So it is mentioned Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala when it was the late hours of the night, he put a shawl around his body. He covered his face and then quietly he comes to Masjid al-Nabawi. He couldn't see, there was no light. So Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala reached two rakats of namaz, Salatul Tawbah. And after reading these two rakats of namaz, he's on the verge of now starting making, starting his dua before Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala, yes, somebody else is crying in Masjid al-Nabawi. He addresses himself. He says, Oh Abu Dhar, you thought you're going to excel everybody. You thought you're going to surpass everybody. You're going to make tawbah to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. But somebody is here before you also. These are the things that we need to excel in. Not in things of dunya, in things of akhirat. That this is what we should try and buy with one another. In things of dunya, where can a person even enjoy dunya in this time and age? A woman, she buys the best jewelry, the best jewelry she buys. But she's frightened, she can't even walk with it on the road. A person, he buys the best of cars. But look at the roads, look at the hijacking. So his best car, he puts it in the garage. And he'll buy a cheap car and he'll run around town with that cheap car. So he can't even enjoy his car. A person, he builds the best of homes. And not very long after that, the shacks are built down the road. So how much it cost him to build that home, half the price he cannot even sell that home any longer. So dunya we cannot really enjoy. Let the days of dunya pass. Don't worry about dunya. The main objective is our akhirat. Let us not lose our akhirat. Make our akhirat. So these were things that Sahaba abided. So he went, he got up. He went to see that who is this person also making dua to Allah wa ta'ala in Masjid al-Nabawi at this part of the night. As he goes closer, he finds Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. He asked Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, Oh Bilal, you have come to the Masjid? Why have you come to the Masjid now? Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala says, I also came to make tawbah to Allah ta'ala. I want to make sincere tawbah to Allah wa ta'ala. So now Abu Zar and Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, they start speaking to one another. They start making mashwara with one another. So what do they decide? So Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala tells Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala that, Oh Abu Dhar, you make dua to Allah ta'ala. And you will make dua and I will say Ameen. And after you complete, I will make dua. And oh Abu Dhar, you say Ameen. There are different categories of dua. One is what we call Muraqaba dua, which perhaps many of us haven't even heard of this dua. Muraqaba dua is a very, very high stage of dua. And this is when a person, he doesn't even move his tongue. But a, a person just sits silent. And in his heart, he makes dua to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This is a very, very high level of dua. Hadi Ahmad Nafuda Rahmatullahi used to always emphasize on Muraqaba dua. There was one lady that was in Cape Town. So this lady, she became murtad, Allah ta'ala save us, Allah protect our progeny, our children and the entire ummah. She had become murtad. When she became murtad, the Jamal brothers went to her, so many ulama spoke to her, but she was not prepared to change her life. So one alim, he went there and uh, he told her that go and make some tea or something of that sort. So whoever he must have gone there, so he said go and make tea, she went to make the tea. So when she went to make tea, he made muraqabai dua. Without moving the tongue, he just made dua in the heart to Allah wa ta'ala and he continued making this dua. 
It is mentioned when she came back, she said that I felt like something left my heart and I want to recite Kalima again. This is Muraqabai Dua. So a person sometimes he sits in the masjid or wherever he might be at home also, whatever his need is, he just makes Dua from the heart to Allah wa ta'ala. That is also a very, very high stage of Dua. Another Dua is what is the silent Dua. Like after the first Salah, we make silent Dua. So this is also a very high stage of Dua. Quran says, rabbakum wa khufiya. That make Dua to your Rabb with humbleness and silently. Why? Because every person has his need. Every person knows what is the need in his heart. And when a person, he expresses that need, he cries out to Allah Taala. That dua is accepted in the court of Allah Taala. The ismi adam, they say if you make dua with the ismi adam, then the dua of a person is accepted by Allah. But what is the ismi adam? There's a lot of views in regard to the ismi adam. Many say that the word Allah, that is ismi adam. But majority of the scholars, they say that a person that is desperate, now nobody can help that person. Wherever he goes, everyone turns him away. So now he's in desperation. So what he does, in that desperation, he only calls and says, Ya Allah, only you can help me. They say that is Ismi Adam. When he says Allah, out of desperation, and he calls only to Allah wa Ta'ala, that dua will be accepted in the court of Allah. So that is the silent dua that a person, he asks whatever he needs it, and that dua is accepted. And the third stage of dua is this dua where one person makes dua, and the other person says Amin to that dua. So Abu Dhar starts making dua, and he makes dua, but the words of the dua are not mentioned in the hadith. But this message is mentioned in the hadith, that as he is making dua to Allah wa Ta'ala, he comes to the point where Abu Dhar says that, Ya Allah, give us a position, give us a place in Jannah with Rasulullah When he makes this dua, Hazrat Binah doesn't say Amin. So he thought as a didn't hear the dua. So for the second time he makes this dua. He says, Ya Allah, that in Jannah, give us a place with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Binah doesn't say Amin. For the third time he makes the same dua. And again Bilal radiallahu doesn't say Amin. He stops his dua. And he goes to check on Bilal radiallahu He finds Bilal radiallahu has fallen unconscious. So he tries and revives him. He wakes him up. When Hazrat Bilal is revived, Bilal makes up. Then he asks Bilal, oh Bilal, when I was making dua for the companionship of Nabi Sallallahu in Jannah, you didn't say Amin to this. What is the reason for this? It is mentioned one dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi We have been told by Nabi Sallallahu Allahumma inni as'aluka iman al-layyartad. Wallah, I ask for such iman that I will never turn away from that iman. I will never become murtad. I will never turn away from that iman. And I ask such ni'mat that these ni'mats never come to an end. And I ask for the companionship of Nabi Sallallahu in the highest ranks of Jannah, in the Jannah of eternity. So this is a dua taught to us by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Very, very great Buzrub. He says that I used to make this dua initially in my life. He said, but later on in my life, I couldn't ask for the companionship of Nabi Sallallahu Where am I? Where is Nabi Sallallahu There were those pious servants, when they go to Madinah to Munawwara, they never used to go in front of Raza Mubarak and say Durud and Salam. They used to stand right in the back. And from the rear, there they used to recite Durud and Salam. They said, we got no face. How can we go before the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Yet they were so pious. They were such saints, such great personalities. Today, everyone is running with the camera and the phone and the musical ringtones. Allah forgive us, Allah forgive us. In Masjid al-Nabawi, one person, he had a cell phone in Masjid al-Nabawi and he had a musical ringtone. And in Masjid al-Nabawi, we know the speakers of Masjid al-Nabawi, how powerful they are. That it picks up even the slightest cough of the Imam, that also it will, it will pick up. And it echo in the entire, in the entire so to say, Madinah Sharif. Today, what is the Haram Sharif of Madinah? 
in the time of Nabi that was the entire Madinatul Munawwar. So it is mentioned that this person, his phone rang and the musical ringtone and it was Salah time. The entire Madinatul Munawwara was now echoing with music. Nabi was sent to destroy musical instruments and here the opposite is taking place. So nevertheless, so Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala tells Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala, O Abu Dhar, Rasulullah brought Iman to us. Nabi Islam is the master, we are the slave. Nabi Islam will be given the maqam and mahmood on the day of Qiyamah. You are asking for the position to be with Rasulullah What amal, what actions have you got that you can be with Nabi Islam in Jannah? It is mentioned, Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala said, I made a very, very big mistake. How could I ask to be with Nabi Islam in Jannah? So Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala immediately said, Ya Allah, grant Nabi Islam the highest ranks in Jannah. And because of the wasila of Nabi Islam through his barakah, Allah grant us Jannah also. So they just, he just made that dua. And next thing they find that there is radiance, there is light in Masjid al-Nabawi. It is mentioned, Nabi Islam, wherever he would come, there would be nur, there would be light. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala says, that in my room, when there would be no light, I would want to sew. She says that the radiance, the brightness from Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam would reflect on the wall. And because of this, in the darkness of night, I would be able to sew my clothing also. So much of nur would come out of Nabi alayhi salam. So they, so they sent some nur in Masjid al-Nabawi. When they sense this nur, they wondered that who is this? Where is this light coming from? So they woke up to go and see. They see it's Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. Nabi alayhi says, you two have disturbed my sleep. So they said, Ya Rasulullah, how have we disturbed your sleep? We haven't disturbed your sleep, but we are sorry. They began shivering. We are sorry if we have disturbed your sleep, if we caused inconvenience to you. So Nabi said, Jibreel just came down and he conveyed salams from the side of Allah. And Jibreel has informed and informed me that, that Allah says, Your two servants are sincerely making Tawbah in the masjid at this hour of the night. Go to the masjid and sit with them and say Ameen to these du'as. Imagine what sincere tawbah this must have been that Allah instructed Nabi to go and sit there. Nabi sat down with them. He says, Oh Abu Zar, what du'a were you making? Continue with your du'a. Abu Zar puts his head down. He didn't say anything. Hazrat Bilal spoke up. He said, Ya Rasulullah, he was making du'a for your companionship in Jannah. I stopped Hazrat Abu Zar. I said that how can you ever ask for the companionship of Nabi Sallallahu You don't deserve the companionship of Nabi Alayhi Salatu Nabi Islam is the master, you are the slaves. He brought Iman to us. You will be given the maqam and mahmood on the day of Qiyamah. Nabi Alayhi Salatu said, continue with the dua. Allah Ta'ala instructed me to say Ameen on the dua that you people are making. Abu Zar and Bilal started crying. When he started crying, Nabi Alayhi said, Oh Abu Dhar and Bilal, when I will enter Jannah tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, Abu Dhar is going to be on my left hand side, Bilal Allah is going to be on my right hand side. When a person turns to Allah then this is how far a person reaches in the court of Allah and really, the sacrifice that we have to make is for Jannah, not for this dunya. Dunya is going to pass. It's actually Jannah. On the day of Qiyamah, it is mentioned, the hadith says, In lakum satarawna rabbakum, you will see Allah ta'ala tomorrow in Jannah. Kama tarawna al-qamara laylat al-badr. As you see the moon on the 14th night, everyone can see the moon on the 14th night. Nobody has difficulty. That is how we will see Allah. It is mentioned, the men, they will go and see Allah ta'ala. And the women, they will see Allah ta'ala from the house. When the men will return home, when they come back home, the woman will say, but you, you are not so handsome. How is it that now you are so much more handsome than when you left home? They will say, this is because we had seen Allah. 
Then the husband will tell the wife, he will tell his wife, but you were not so beautiful when I left over here. How come you are so beautiful? They will say, we saw Allah Taala from here. That is why our beauty has also increased. In dunya, a person, he buys a car. You just take your car out of the showroom. You just bought it brand new. You just took it one day around and you brought it back. What they'll say, we give you 20,000 less. This is now a second hand. We can't give you the same price. A woman, she goes and buys jewelry. Now, one day later, go back with the jewelry to the jewelry shop. I bought it from here. I want to return it. They say, we cannot put it back onto our shelf. It is second hand. We have to melt it now. Why? Because it's already used. But in Jannah, everything increases all the time. The beauty increases all the time. A person eats a fruit. One bite he will take and he will enjoy it. When he takes a second bite, the second bite is going to be even more enjoyable than the first bite. Every na'mat, walakum fiha ma tashtahi anfusukum. For you is what you desire in Jannah. Walakum fiha ma tadda'oon. And for you is what you ask in Jannah. This is mehman nawazi nuzulam min ghafoorir rahim from Allah Ta'ala, who is most forgiving, most merciful. So Allah Ta'ala has given us this night. This is a night of Tawbah. This is a night to make our Akhirah. This is a night to prepare for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. If we spend this one night in the ibadah of Allah, Allah Taala will grant us all the bounties of Jannah also if we are cleansed and purified. And a person when he leaves the world cleansed and purified, he will go directly to Jannah. But there are certain people that are deprived of the rahmat of Allah on this night. One is a person that is a mushrik. One is a person that has malice in his heart, cleanse our heart. Any person caused us harm, we make him harm for the pleasure of Allah. And on the day of Qiyamah, we all need the forgiveness of Allah. So when we cleanse our heart, when we forgive other people now, make our niyat right now in the masjid, I forgive everyone. If we make this niyat now, that I am forgiving everyone, cut a deal. So to say, cut a deal with Allah Ta'ala, that Allah tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, when I need your forgiveness, Allah, you forgive me tomorrow. So a person that has malice in his heart, he will be deprived. A person that disobeys his parents. How can a person ever disobey his parents? It is mentioned wherever in the Quran Sharif, Allah has brought his right. Together with the right of Allah, is the rights of the parents. Ulama say, why? Allah Ta'ala brought the rights of the parents immediately after the right of Allah. They say that every person in this dunya, they will befriend you because they have some ulterior motive. The husband, he has ulterior motive. That is why he is loyal, he is good to his wife. But if the wife cannot serve the husband, what happens? Now they will part their ways. The wife also, she loves the husband. There is some ulterior motive in that. Every friend in this dunya, he is your friend because there is some ulterior motive. If there is anyone that does, in his love for you, there is no ulterior motive. Is the love that the parent has for his child. The parent, what they will do for their child, they got no ulterior motive behind that whatsoever. This is the natural love that a father has for his child, a mother has for his child. So the rights of the parents are very, very high. So if a person has hurt his parents in any way whatsoever, go and ask for mouth, ask for forgiveness. Else a person will be deprived on this night. A person will be deprived. Allah save us. A Sahabi of Nabi alayhi salam, there's no time to go into detail. A Sahabi of Nabi alayhi salam, at the time of mort, at the time of death, he is deprived of kalima because of the disobedience of his mother. But if a person, his parents have passed away, then also there's no need to worry. The ulama have given us the way out. Go to the cover once a week and make tawab jariya, sadaqai jariya for our parents. If we do this, we will be recorded amongst the righteous and obedient children to our parents on the day of Qiyamah. So this person also, he will be deprived on this particular night if he's disobedient to his parents. A person that severs family ties, he cuts off family ties. This person also on this night, he will be deprived. The hadith of Nabi Islam, sometimes we have our problems, we have our arguments. But the hadith of Nabi Islam mentions that a person is not permissible for him to stop talking to his Muslim brother for more than three days. For up to three days, you can calm down. But after three days, you at least, you, number one, you have to make salam to that person. 
Number two, you don't make ghibat about that person. And number three, you don't have any, keep any ill feelings in your heart for that person. So if you make salam, you don't make ghibat, and there's no ill feelings in the heart, no problem. On the day of Qiyamah, your record will be clean. You don't have to befriend that person and talk to him every day. No, just make salam to that person, don't make ghibat and keep your heart clean. That person, he will be okay on the day of Qiyamah. So these are few people that will be deprived of the rahmat of Allah wa ta'ala tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. So these matters, try and sort them out and spend a portion of this night at least the ibadah of Allah. And if we're so tired that we cannot spend even a portion of the night in the ibadah of Allah, then minimum we can do that we, we have read the Isha Salah Jamaat. Tomorrow the Fajr Salah, read it in Jamaat as well. And make Tawbah to Allah. Try to cry a little bit before Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala forgive us. Allah Ta'ala forgive our families. And Allah Ta'ala fulfill all our needs, our risk, our sustenance, whatever needs we have. Ask all these needs will be fulfilled on this night, inshallah. We'll make Ramzika and let it be gone, Allah, Allah, Kaisa, Piaranam, Ashe, 
Yalla, the ummah has become yatim today. <laughs> There's no one to take care of this ummah, ya Allah. Yalla, you shower your mercy upon us, ya Allah. You grant strength and power to this ummah once again, ya Allah. Raise this ummah once again, like we in the time of Sahaba Nabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us all with iman, ya Allah. Keep us with iman. Take us with iman, ya Allah. Grant us the best of death in Madinatul Munawwara, ya Allah. Grant us death in the Rosai Mubarak, ya Allah. Grant us death on the day of Jumu'ah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, if this is not meant for us, ya Allah, then ya Allah, grant us a good death, reciting the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, let our death not come to us, whilst we in disobedience, ya Allah, we breaking your commands, ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse our heart and purify our heart on this Mubarak night, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the malice, malice that is in our hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the anger that is in us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the hatred that is in us, ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, those that are not speaking to one another, unite them, ya Allah. Those parents that are cut off from their children, ya Allah, unite those parents and children, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us one, ya Allah. You make us one, ya Allah, once again, ya Allah. Ya Allah, when we will be united, then we will be strengthened once again, ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, the Mubarak month of Ramadan is coming. Cleanse us, ya Allah, before we enter into this Mubarak month of Ramadan, ya Allah. Ya Allah, ya Allah, let us derive the maximum benefit of this Mubarak month of Ramadan. Grant us the tawfiq of making our five times salah from now to preparing for the month of Ramadan. Grant us the tawfiq of reciting Quran Sharif, of keeping nafil fast, ya Allah, of making dhikrullah, ya Allah. Ya Arhamar Rahimin, you fulfill all our needs in dunya also, in the qabr also, in the akhirat also, ya Allah. Grant us all jannatul firdos, ya Allah. Grant our parents jannatul firdos. Grant our children, our wives, our children, all jannatul firdos. Save us from the adab of qabr, ya Allah. Save us from all the fitnas, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, so many people have gathered over here. Ya Allah, so many people, Ya Allah, they must be having their needs also, Ya Allah. You know the need of every person that is seated here, Ya Allah. Whatever the needs are, fulfill the needs of every person that is here. Long as it is within the frameworks of Sharia, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyuka محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم جزا الله عنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله